Welcome to the Monkey House. It's me here in the year 2024. And I'm about to be in Sydney and Brisbane. Sydney from the 8th to the 12th of May. Brisbane from the 16th to the 19th of May doing my show, Drier Drier, at the respective comedy festivals in those cities. But I'm also, uh, while I'm up there, I figured I had a couple of days to kill. So I'm doing a Who Knew It With Matt Stewart on Monday the 13th of May at the Chippendale Hotel and in Brisbane at Good Chat Comedy on the 14th of May. And you can get tickets for all of that. Now, go to mattstewartcomedy.com for the links. mattstewartcomedy.com. Now, on with the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Primates Podcast, the podcast where we go through primates in popular culture from chimpan A to chimpan Z. Uh, so that's why we do that because we say Z in Australia instead of Z, yeah. where that makes more sense. So it's pretty funny right off the top. Saran Jayamana, who's my guest this Hello. week, uh, he's enjoying it very quietly over there. Because <laughs> you're never really sure when you should start talking. No, you should. And, and, and now is not the time, Saran. <laughs> poor, that, that was you, my mistake. It was yeah. a poor instinct there. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for coming on. I can talk now? Yeah, you can talk okay, now. Okay, that's all right. That's good. Um, no, thanks for having me. Whenever I'm holding my fist in the air, <laughs> okay. that's that's a go. <laughs> it's so good to have you, Saru. No, it's good to be here. I am. One of my favourite comedians from around Australia. That's very nice. We've had some great shows through regional areas. It's been fun, yeah. I uh, I haven't done a whole lot of regional gigs. You introduced me. To yeah, it. It was, I'm, I'm it a man nice. of the country. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like to take take uh, people back to my roots, my regional roots. So, I enjoyed so, it. So nice to have, have you there. I've the not stopped since. No, don't stop, can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> That's it. We ask, we always ask this on this podcast. What is your favourite primate? <laughs> um, I had to, I quickly Google because I wanted to make an informed choice. I think I'm going to go with the slow loris. Slow loris. Yeah. Can tell, please do tell me because more. I feel like Loris is a, a slow to begin with, right? But this one, it's in the title, so it's got a. So they're really doubling down on oh. the speed. It's kind of brutal. Like I mean, they've they've had no say in that. That's a human a human name for them, right? So it feels like it's a it's sort of yeah, that's true. Bullying, a really. human has come up with that name. Yeah, is um, that, do you think that's true, or did they name themselves? You've put your hand back up so I can talk again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe they did come up with it because they, they've they sort of got time to contemplate. Right. And they maybe they thought, you know what, this is – I'm tired of just being called the Loris. doesn't really get across what I'm about. I, I like all those sort of things like adding the extra – There's you know, there's great apes and there's uh, lesser apes. Yeah. Cause They're not it, so great apes. <laughs> is there, oh, there's an th- in-between category. Yeah. Because yeah. le- I mean that's a that's a nicer way of great saying great apes lesser lesser apes we're still apes 
I might be making that up. There may not be any such thing. As... <laughs> but is it primates? That that means number one. Number one. Yeah. Number one banana. That's right. Yeah. Um, humans, of course, being primates. Uh, where the did you know this? We're the only primates who speak English. <laughs> yeah, okay, so then it was definitely humans that came up with slow loris. I'd say. A- apart from actually the uh, the primate we're focusing on today, who. Does speak English. Uh, who have you chosen to talk about today? Uh, Bolo. Bolo from the Mighty yeah, Boosh. From the Mighty Boosh. In particular, the episode called Bolo. Called Bolo. His own centerpiece episode. He's a but he's a gorilla. So have you had a gorilla as a favorite primate? No, I haven't had a gorilla uh, as yet. It's there's been apes. Well, they've okay. all, I think maybe. Oh no, they haven't all been apes. We've had a had a monkey as well. So Myself apes from friends. A- oh yes, but ape- so that you got apes on one side and you got monkeys on the other. The, that's sort of the biggest divide, is what I found. Sure, but it's monkey seems to be used as a sort of catch-all. Yep, for and and it was in this episode when they went to monkey hell, <laughs> even though monkey hell is led by an ape. An ape. So very confusing stuff. So- I mean, Marty Bush, if you're gonna delve into the High art world of primates. Have, have Get the, it bloody right, would you? Have the facts yeah. ironed out. But monkey, I know monkey just is a funnier word, I guess. Um, so the IMDB description, very brief description of this episode says, Bolo is deadly ill, and when the Grim Reaper comes to take him to hell, Howard in Bolo's cage in a gorilla suit. <laughs> you, you've I've, I've, I've confused myself with how I've, I've, um, I've hit syllables there. <laughs> I thought no that that was that all, made sense that was reading well. I so the Grim Reaper takes him instead. So the basically, Gr- yeah. so the Mighty Boosh is the two main guys Howard what? Moon Howard and Moon. Vince Noir. Vince Noir. And Who's they, your favorite of the two? I uh, I think Howard. I've always liked the straight uh, the, the straight, straight dead man. Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah. I'm a Howard man. I'm nearly always a straight man. Yeah. Lano. Lano. Yeah. I look, like Frank Willie is so funny as well, but I always just was more attracted. Yeah. Comedically and it, to the way Lano. it's come out. If I were ever in a duo, I feel like I wouldn't be doing the antics. Yes. You are you're straight as I'd a bloody be- guy. <laughs> yeah. And as I understand it, guys are very straight. They are. I don't know what that means. Can't get straighter. Right. I've not heard it before. Straight me. as a die. Yeah, it's probably not a real saying then. <laughs> or because maybe I'm, yeah. I'm very always. Is it... uh, I'm always only seconds away from self doubt. <laughs> yeah, me it too. Doesn't take me a lot to it's... go. I've, have I made sayings and nursery rhymes? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, and yeah. Telling people about a show I watched as a kid, and they're like, "Never heard of it." I'm like, <laughs> "I'm pretty sure I watched that show as a kid." <laughs> oh no, what have I done? So yeah, so these. Uh, the way they always start their episodes, at least in the early seasons, I haven't watched it in a while. They they would do like a fourth wall breaking. Although I it, mean, they don't it was, really. It's kind of like in front of the curtain, in, in front, front of a curtain, in front of the red curtain before the show. They and they just little... barrel the camera, talk to the audience about what was to come. Bit of back and forth. I always find that like a rehearsed and written banter to be a really difficult thing to pull off. But they, I think they do they it, do it quite well. Yeah, it yeah, well, yeah, yeah. If you ever watch like an award ceremony where two people have have hardly had anything to do with each other come out to present an award, that's always the worst. Yeah, and they're usually, uh, often they're actors, so you'd think they could exactly at least pull it off, but they it feels like they're reading yeah. the script there. Which I'm, I'm not saying they're the worst. I just I personally like, you know, that full body cringe where yeah. I feel so awkward you can, about everything. You, you don't have to pull back on that. You, you've just had a moment of self-doubt there. With <laughs> I, have, I didn't mean to offend have Hollywood any of you- actors. <laughs> 
I really, that's the last thing I'm here to do. Um, so how uh, was the primate portrayed? Like physically, how's it done? Uh, so Bolo is a character who I, I think, I guess his presence in the Mighty Boosh kind of grows over the season. But he's sort of, there's no really clear why he's around at the start, other than it's set in a zoo. Well, yeah, I guess that's a universe. <laughs> yeah, that's a perfect reason to have it. Yeah, because I'm pretty around. sure he was a character in their radio series as well. But yeah, I don't know how they wrote him into that. But yeah, he's just always uh, he's sort of Naboo's. Yeah, sidekick eventually he or... becomes Naboo's sidekick. Right. I think. Oh, but, it doesn't start off that way. I think way. just here he's just in the zoo. Yeah, right. And he's just very good friends with Vince, and then a little bit. How old would you guess him to be? That's a good question. I just read this just before. I couldn't. I wouldn't have no idea. But looking at him, he was on his deathbed. So I'd say he'd have to be the average age of a life expectancy of an ape. Well, I'd say 30, yeah. 46. Pretty close, yeah. He's in his 40s, I think 42. Oh, there you but go. that was, yeah. And then, but apparently in the radio series he was 100. Okay, yeah, right. So there's a couple of different, I don't know what canon is. I think the TV <laughs> age is probably canon. Yeah, or the, even the live shows. Yeah, right. That overrules all. Canon's so interesting. Where does it, like the live show is where it all started. Oh, I think. Well, yeah, we won a Barry Award at the Melbourne yeah, Comedy Festival. Yeah. Like, must have been 10 years ago or more. Oh, even, oh it would have been more than yeah, that. Yeah, 15. 15, yeah. Yeah. Because I don't think they've, they don't come out ever, do they? To no, I don't, I don't think they don't perform heaps together anymore. So beyond beyond uh, those two, who's your favourite, Boosh? I think it's still Howard for me. I think he's my favourite on the show. People, I think people like in other episodes, like, you know. Um, old Greg. Old Greg's class. That's iconic. Or The Moon. The Moon. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Howard's the, the, my favourite moments are, are Howard moments. So I guess we should explain the show. The <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. So Howard Moon, um, because Bolo was sick, he was getting treatment. Uh, Rich Fulcher's character. Bob Fossil. Bob Fossil. Is like, also a good character. Yeah, yeah very good <laughs> character. He's like, we need, we can't leave the gorilla cage empty. So he asked Howard Moon to, to play uh, the, the to role. To stand in as the gorilla. Which he didn't want. He's like, no way. And then he got in with a bit of reverse psychology. You couldn't act it anyway. You'd be no good. The old bait yeah. and switch. The old bait and switch. <laughs> Classic maneuver in the Zooniverse. <laughs> and, and that got him in there. So when uh, the Grim Reaper whose name is something funnier than that, like Greg Reaper or something, <laughs> comes to take away Bolo, mistakenly takes away Howard Moon. Yeah, and just takes assumes. Him to to uh, well, Monkey they, Hell. They're, head, they're heading to Monkey Hell, but uh, unfortunately the, Howard makes it known that he's actually not a primate or a monkey, and so then they have to wait in limbo. And wait for some administrative decision making. And a lot of fun Cockney humour yeah, issues. Yeah. How's your Pauline? So for some reason, it's like a cab service, isn't yeah. it? The Grim Reapers have a cab service where they transport people from there to whichever hell or heaven they have to go to. Yeah, and I guess l- they're all of them yeah. inclusive. And they're all married to uh, Pauline. Yeah, which is good fun. <laughs> I'm sure there's a joke that I'm not getting there, but it's fun anyway. Yeah, I enjoyed it. <laughs> there was some fun uh, bone-related humour. Skeleton, we're running on a skeleton crew. Crew, Very yeah. Very yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, this is all tongue-in-cheek inside the world. Of of Limbo, of which limbo. is inside the world of the Zooniverse, or in the same world yes. as the Zooniverse. So. So then it gets, it ends up being taken. It was a good instinct, I think, to try explain it, but I feel like we made it more confusing. If anything, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure people will watch it if they, if they need to. Um, and then, but anyway, he ends up in in Monkey Hell. 
gets one last wish, basically, and that is to go back to haunt uh, Vince. And he does that. And then he, he says to Vince, he's going to Vince, please, you got to get me back. You gotta you gotta bring me back. You gotta do something right. And he goes, They're sending me to Monkey Hell and I don't need that. <laughs> that was my favorite line of the show. Yeah. I don't need that. <laughs> uh, and there, you know, that that that's I don't wanna give away the ending, but bloody hell, it's it's a big finale. It is yeah. They I think a lot of the episodes traditionally will end with some sort of uh, some sort of musical number or a big yeah. You know, yeah, what do you how do you think that's dated? I I was I checked the time a couple of times during that. Time. Oh yeah, <laughs> I did see yeah because you when you put your mouse over the the time you can sort of see whether the image changes. So you're like, yeah. is there anything to come after? Uh, yeah, all yeah, right. yeah, it's just a just a couple of minutes of song. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, let's hear the ape rock opera. You know, and it, but they do have some of this music I remember very fondly. But that one, I don't know. Yeah, it was. But this is. I think this is the early. Episode, right? Maybe. Yeah, this is yeah. episode three, season one. Yeah. So very early on. But Bolo, Bolo's pretty impressive. That is, is, that's just a man in a suit. I think it? it's, a, well, it is a man in a suit. This guy called Peter Elliott played him, apparently. I did, I, <laughs> I did some Googling before and I went down. Uh, obviously, someone else played him later because I, I found out all about this other guy called Dave Brown who ends up playing Bolo, I suppose, who's also a uh, childhood friend, early friend of, um, of uh, Noel Fielding, who plays Vince Noir. Okay, they went. To, they met at uni, so I did. I've, I got some stuff on him, but that not to be relevant. <laughs> we're, we're watching the yeah. credits. I'm like, oh, there's no Dave Brown in here. Surely the guy who played Bolo in the episode called Bolo would have made it into the credits. At one it, point, I think you were so desperate for, to look for Dave Brown when in the credits it said animate like animatronics. Yeah, or something. Like, could like, that what, be? Yeah, him? what do you think that means? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like catering. I mean, maybe he was doing a couple of jobs. Uh, but the guy who actually played him was this guy called Peter Elliott. And I've just looked him up on IMDb and his filmography is amazing. It's especially incredible. for for a show like this, Primates. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone would have played more apes I think on screen. Mostly for a show like this, Primates. Yes. <laughs> so he's he's been uh he's played Khan in Planet of the Apes video game. From last year, oh so uh, oh he's still working. To still this working, yeah. In uh, 2013's Tarzan, he was the played the leader of the gorilla family, and also some other miscellaneous ape friends. Um, he played Chimp in Red Dwarf. That may even I don't even know if that is an actual chimp or just he only if he plays a human he's make sure he's named <laughs> a primate name. He played in Hello Panda, a short film. He played Gorilla, um, which I reckon is probably some sort of gorilla. Uh, yeah, actually had some other roles in The Mighty Boosh, including Ivan the Russian Bear and Chi-Chi the Panda. So he does have some range. He has some range. Is Boosh kind of at the start of this career or has he got... He's got no, he, it goes well. So Boosh would be mid-career. Um, I'm working backwards through his career. And in terms of the, the typecast, is it post-Bush that he's been typecast as a primate? No. Oh, really? No, his career long. So likely he landed the role of Bolo. Yes, through... as a specialist, I reckon. <laughs> okay. Uh, now I'd probably go to the the uh, guy who plays Caesar and, you know, he does all the yeah stop, no, what is it, the motion capture, mocap as industry Mo- types <laughs> call it. Not me, but um, some do. Um, various hominids. In Walking with Cavemen, uh, he plays uh, Monkey Cries in A Monkey's Tale. Gorilla performer 
in Fierce Creatures. He plays Assassin. Assassin. Which I guess is like a... It's probably a type of primate. Yeah. That's my favourite primate. In Congo, he plays Gorilla. I mean, I I think people get the idea. In Missing Link, he plays Man-Ape. This was early on when he was transitioning from man to ape. Um, that it, was that was a key. And actually, role. the link is quite clear. Actually, yes, it's not missing at all. We found. And also, like he before that, in, he was in Gorillas in the Mist. He played a mime artist. So he was he started working as a human in in, in gorilla <laughs> in, movies. Then a man ape. He was close. Eventually... He was trying to find his calling. Yes. he was close. He's, it's something about this feels right. But he also played a wheeler in Return to Oz. Which is like the flying monkeys. Yeah, this is amazing. That is that one of his earliest roles. That is one of his. That's not eighty five. Yeah, so it's been close on thirty five years of clocking in it as primate. Role. Yeah, his first primate role was in the Legend of Tarzan, Lord of the Apes. He played primate father Silverbeard, and that was in nineteen eighty four. So I guess in the, in nineteen eighty four, that was just maybe a little hook he had. He's like, well, yeah. maybe I'll make this my thing for a little bit. Yeah. And then it's just a foot in the door. Unlikely to be typecast. What are the odds there will be enough movies and TV shows that even need a primate? Turns out an actor. entire career sustaining. Yeah. Event. Oh, well, anyway. I, I'm glad to see that Peter Elliott's still working today because I think it should be a, a goal of yours to... Yes. I'm, I want to... Talk I, to him. I want to talk to him. And there's a picture on his IMDb that has a sort of a like a cross-section of, of an iPad he's used and the, and, and the sort of mechanics behind it. So he's in there, and there's actual like obviously. Is this bolo? Yeah, it could. It, it does look a bit bolo-y, but he so potentially he is actually he's controlling making the mouth move himself because we weren't sure about that watching it. That, I mean, there is a credit for animatronics. Yes, but so that's that's crazy. If they <laughs> that seems like a, the budget it, when everything else on that show seems real pared back yeah. and, and deliberately low-fi. Like the fi- the um, hedgehog costume in the credits and, where it's like yeah. a bike helmet with some plastic spikes on top. <laughs> yeah. And look what looks like sort of foam rings taped to his eyes. It <laughs> so they, do, they do love a certain aesthetic. I tried very hard to identify how the hedgehog-iness of that. Yeah, I <laughs> guess it was just the spikes on the helmet. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but I think I think you're, I'm glad you discovered him, Seren. You you only mentioned uh, it must have been Peter Elliott, and he he's got to be like the patron saint of this podcast now. <laughs> Peter Elliott, what a bloody legend! Uh, the other guy um, who goes on to play him later, Dave Brown. So he's also a photographer, and he's put on exhibitions about the Mighty Boosh. Apparently, he's taken uh, over ten thousand photos of the Mighty Boosh over the years, and he's yeah, he's had some exhibitions around the place. I like this. I mean. Fairly relevant now, but he plays Bolo at some point, right? And I like this. Um, on this website, blogandbysale.com, they asked him They asked him a few questions. I think the website is about selling things online and blogging. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. They, they asked him, um, have you ever sold anything online? Because that's sort of what the website's about. And he said, no. <laughs> so they also asked him, do you have any advice for young creatives trying to get into the industry? I think this was good. They said, listen, don't think... You know it all. Leave your ego at the door. I mean, he doesn't even know this person. <laughs> this sort of person out there somewhere is reading. He's just pegged him early as an egomaniac. Uh, he says, make tea and always strive to have ideas behind your work. Ideas are timeless. There's a lot going in, on in one sentence there. So he, so, oh, this is, he's this being Dave interviewed Brown. for. Yeah, for, he's been yeah, interviewed yeah. for, uh, for blog and buy sale. And he's just, is, are there a lot of, 
sort of perspectives, creators, blogging and, yeah. and buying. Yeah, yeah, that's a, it's a bloody, it's it's a bloody cutthroat <laughs> ego maniac industry for sure, no doubt about that. And uh, what type of what? So he's a photographer as well. He's as, a photographer, yeah. So has he played any that's other his primates? Main gig, design and photography and stuff. Yeah, he, right. he helped to design um, uh, the Mighty Boosh book. So he did a lot of work on that and oh. DVD cover art and all those sort of things as well. But he never got caught down the primate role. No, he didn't. It's too he, hard. You can't edge Peter Elliott. Out. No, he's that's a, right. He's I think that's lock. when he would have made the decision. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm stepping into the big, you know, gorilla shoes. Uh, I don't feel worthy. I'll keep them warm, but obviously the great ape will be back. Yeah. Um, I am a lesser ape. I'm a lesser ape. <laughs> I've got to look that up. I think I'm saying that wrong. It's, Anyway, um, he also said, uh, so this guy that's not relevant to the show, Dave Brown, um, <laughs> he, uh, uh, he, this is what he said about uh, uh, Julian and Noel. Um, he said, Julian is more intense than Noel, who is very light and breezy. So obviously Julian is Howard Moon's yep. actor. Noel is Vince Noir's. Julian is more intense than Noel, who is very light and breezy. Noel wants to have a good time and be everyone's friend. He's always happy to pose for the camera. Obviously, he's seen it through his lens, his particular lens, which is a, a, a camera lens. <laughs> he says, Julian is a lovely guy. He starts to backpedal here a little bit. Julian is a lovely guy, but people often get a cold feeling from him. He doesn't like having his photo taken, so tries to talk and eat his way through sessions. And then he complains when he looks terrible. So he's got a little, little bit of dirty no washing, dirty laundry there. Yeah. Oh, no, obviously. Oh, this, this is from a different article. I was about to say this is from... Oh, I thought of Blog and Buy. This is from Blog and Buy, so <laughs> now we're on uh, The Guardian. So this is... Uh, oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's got a wider circulation. More visible, yeah, I think. That's it. Obviously Man. not in the Blog and Buy community. Yeah. I think Blog and Buy sale is a much... Um, has a much bigger circulation in that particular community. Um, yeah. But The Guardian, obviously, in, in, in the broader community has probably a bigger circulation. <laughs> Apparently, according to this article, and this is a few years old now, this is about four or five years old, but I didn't realise this. Um, Barrett's, uh, he sort of like they, after the show and then some touring, they sort of went in their separate ways a little bit. They sort of, they never broke up, but they um, don't uh, do as okay. much together anymore. But, but even, and Noel Fielding, I now remember he came to Australia. Yes. Independently. And he, yeah, and, and he also, you see him a lot more on shows like um, Bloody, you know, all those, like, would I lie all to those you, English kind of panel shows yeah, that yeah. seem basically like the same show. Yeah. The one about music and the one about lying, which I quite like. <laughs> so, yeah, so apparently um, had he had young twins, Arthur and Walter, great names. And uh, says here, uh, Fielding has never tired of being a cool man about town. <laughs> With his stack-heeled boots and natural flamboyance, Fielding appears to be several decades late for an audition with Sweet, which I think was a, like a glam band. Um, but Brown remembers their first day at college. So we're back to Brown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a quote from Brown. Noel wore a baggy check shirt, had long hair and looked like Evan Dando, the Do- Lemonheads. Remember the Lemonheads? Uh, this, the interesting thing about this is like uh, he actually fits the role of – they all fit the role they've been given. Like Noel Fielding, the way he describes him is exactly Vince yes. Noir. The way he describes Julian Barrett is Howard Moon. And then he's he's like childhood friends with Noel Fielding. It's very Bolo-like. Yeah, they and, get on much better. And he's already yeah. judging Howard. Which is, yeah, Bolo really doesn't like Howard. <laughs> yeah. so it's not, what's something he says when he thinks he's dying, Bolo. He goes, 
when I'm gone, find Howard and slap him in the face. <laughs> I think that was my favourite moment of this episode was when, it's a bit of a spoiler, but when he uh, is mistaken, the, the heartfelt music plays and he says his final words. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is very good, yeah. Um, what are you doing? <laughs> what is, yeah, draws the sheet over his head. <laughs> What are you doing? Oh, sorry, we lost you. I, and I was kind of watching you because I know that you've got a sort of affection for Caesar, and oh, the, that was no. where this Caesar all kicked from, off, right? Rise from, of the Planet of the Apes. Of- yeah, that's where it all came from. Um, that's where you were my willing rise. to to for- forgive the the grammatical sort of. Yeah, I, I that's something I think about a bit. It's like <laughs> very rarely would it, you know if if you told me ten years ago even. Even a year ago, if you told me you're going to start loving a series of movies, a trilogy, that amongst the three movies, there are five of those in the titles. In a series of three movies, there are five, five. of those. Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and um, what's the, the uh, oh, bloody hell. I didn't like the third one as much, admittedly. But it, but the third one obviously war only has... War for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, okay. War for the Planet of the Apes. They could have gone War of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. That would have yeah, that would have made me feel a little better. Six. Now. Yeah, keep it consistent. <laughs> Unless they're weaning us off. <laughs> so the f- you can't go cold turkey. No. Especially, call, like, especially for planet. a Planet of the Apes. Like, yeah, those- the brand is Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Right? So at least one of that is core. Honestly, when I downloaded that first movie, I'm like, I need a light movie. I'm feeling fragile. I'm tired. I, I'm not sleeping well. Look I just need a dumb Hollywood blockbuster. <laughs> and I'd so, I'm like, well, this is it. Yeah. Rise of the planet of And the now, Earth. and so when we're watching Bolo in Mighty Bush, and maybe it's because Peter Elliott portrays him oh, so in such a realistic so manner. But I could tell you there was a tinge of sadness, I think. Yeah, there, at, there, was, there was. Yeah. yeah. I mean... I, I genuinely, in, in the Rise of the Planet of the Apes, I cried twice. <laughs> I was not expecting to cry in a movie yeah. with two of those in the title. But, <laughs> you know, that's that's how it ended up. Shall I finish this quote? It's very fascinating. So it's um, Please do uh, later Bolo actor Dave Brown talking about when he met Noel Fielding. Looked like Evan Dando. We were both obsessed with Pearl Jam and Nirvana. I looked equally pathetically awful. We were both comedy train spotters. <laughs> He's thrown him under the bus there as well. I don't. I can't. I can't really. Like I picture. looked equally awful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so he's thrown multiple people under the bus there, including Evan Dando, <laughs> Noel Fielding, and himself. Uh, he's been in uh, Noel Fielding's luxury comedy uh, show, which is a, a show from um, I think it was started around tw- 2012, maybe. Yeah. Po- he's played post- a few characters in that, so he he certainly wasn't typecast as a primate. He's played. Uh, Geometric Boxfish, <laughs> Fantasy Block, Jeremy Beautiful Chest, and Mountain. They're okay, all great. sort of quintessentially <laughs> it's, Bush, Bushian sounding it's, characters. It's hard to kind of judge an actor when most of their work is with Noel Fielding because it's like you're likely just going to be <laughs> Mountain. <laughs> yeah. Lots Mr. of gibberish sort of sounding things. Mr. Susan is that I remember from when I was maybe like in year 10 or something. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. 
Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. My, yeah. f- my friends and I love just quoting, look at them shining. Shannon, yeah, yeah the, look at my mirrorballs. Yeah. That, that bit's for the kids. Yeah, that that's going to be quoted on the in the schoolyard for that, sure. Yeah, and Don't then that was my mirrorball. <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit of Uncle Greg in that character as well. I, the, that's what I was thinking. The origins of and that, and Mr. Susan is another example of they've obviously put all the budget into Bolo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're just a rag, like Susan. Yeah, rags, rags sewn together. <laughs> Look at them shine. That that is a very funny scene. The world of the mirror. Yeah, very very funny. There are over seventeen mirrors. <laughs> it's not. It's not a world though, really, is it? It's, it's a small room. Like I always said, room. <laughs> like, but they make mirrors make it look bigger. I think people are tuning in to hear some of the best jokes butchered <laughs> by me. I think that's why people tune in for sure. I did enjoy how Bob Fossil refers to Bolo, like when he's because he doesn't know how to pronounce the animal. I do. Is. I really enjoy how yeah, how he talks about the animals. Yeah. In general. he talked in a the future bird. episode, I think, or maybe a previous one. He talks about kangaroos in a similar sort of way. Brown fur, furry, yeah. furry face man, little brown man, furry, <laughs> hairy feet man, little <laughs> feet man. Uh, here's some trivia from uh, the Marty Bush Wiki- Wikia page oh. uh, for this episode. Uh, you know the Pete who's um, smoking the shisha or, or whatever with um, N- oh Naboo. with Naboo. How you know how they mention he he works at Dixon's yeah. and they talk about some bargains and stuff. Uh, he's played by Peter. Karakiao, uh, who actually did work at Dixon's at one point. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which is good fun. So I reckon some of that chat was genuine stuff. That... That's someone I, do you know much about the Bush, how they did it? Because some of that stuff feels like fun riffs, but maybe it's... Maybe it is all written out. I, I, I wondered that. That's a, Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I get, But their stage show, when I saw Noel Fielding's one, it felt like it was... More scripted than yeah, it's, improvised. I, yeah, that's I imagine. I always thought it was relatively tight, but just watching it today, I was like, "Oh, that's." It would be hard for Howard, unless he he could be a brilliant. They might, yeah, him. and there may be little, you know, there may be framework that they're working inside of. Yeah, like that scene where they were talking about him being like the rumors of him being him becoming oh, the fox. Yeah, I'm like, obviously they've. They haven't just riffed onto this fox scenario because they've got a <laughs> they got a puppet, fox there yeah. ready to go, you know. But my, or maybe there was a fox there and that that did come off that. I'm sure. I wish there was some way we could find out, like some sort of a search <laughs> engine. I'm using yeah. like I'm just saying weird, combining a, weird words here, but like some sort of internet search engine, something even more specific, like a, a fan. Wikia yeah, or something. That, <laughs> not to be. Anyway, back to the Marty Bush Wikia page. Um, this is something I noticed uh, I noticed myself, actually. Howard's Coffin has VIP written instead of VIP. In RIP. Yeah, I noticed that too. But <clears throat> it, it was because then it's kind of contrary, I thought, to Heather because he's not very important. So it's was quite funny. Yeah. They all, <laughs> at the funeral, this <laughs> Like the they go, oh Bob Fossil says we're here f- to celebrate the life of 
Howard Moon, and then the father and son just leave. <laughs> yeah, that's that's another very funny little moment. Now I feel like the challenge with this podcast is I just am repeating the jokes. Yes, and you're 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 leading. I reckon. <laughs> I reckon you've got one up on me. Um, yeah. So so Bolo has been played by those two actors, Peter Elliott and Dave Brown. That's official. That's now canon. Yeah, now good. Said it. It's canon. That's primates canon. There, I had to I had to Google it while we were watching. But the in Monkey Hell, Nemo and I forget the other name of the they were like the two sidekicks or henchmen of yes. the, the great ape. I I wanted to know what type of primate they are, and yeah. I, I found it out. Yes, they've got like the red and blue striped face. They're mandrels. Mandrels. I think. Mandrels. Yeah, I think that might be Alastair Trombley Birchall's favorite. Uh, there you go. Primate. Because I, I, I thought about maybe I'll jump over to Mandrills. Oh, from, well, he did the, the same thing. Lark. He jumped yeah. from orangutan to mandrill. How do you say orangutan? Uh, orangutan. Or, orang, orangutan. Yeah, right. Not. Are you saying, because do some people add a G at the end? I have, and, and I can never remember which one's which. Orangutan. Sounds fun. Oh, <laughs> oh so you take the G out. Take the G the out, put it at put the it end, orangutan. or just add an extra G. Orangutan. I mean, these are fun games you can play at home. <laughs> so, I'd... but you know, it's it's like a I'm pretty sure it's Malay words, right? Orang, Two words. Orang meaning... means person, and utan means jungle. Jungle person. Oh wow! So when people say ranga, you're really just saying pe- person, it, it, uh, yeah, or jungle, jungly. I'm. I take both of those as a compliment. <laughs> Ranga being the is that is that a universal? It's very um Australian. I think is it Australian? Yeah. So it's a, it's Australian. I don't even know if down, it's come, Sometimes it can come off as a. It's normally is meant as a mean thing. I think for yeah, it sort people. of has pejorative. Piss off, Ranga. <laughs> you know that you might hear. Yeah, pejorative is a good word. Yeah. A very good word. Thank you. <laughs> um. So here's a little bit of uh, Bolo's backstory that we didn't. Uh, hear about in the show. He was a gorilla, obviously, uh, and he grew up in the jungle with his friend Chinquo before going to live uh, in the Zooniverse where he became good friends with uh, Vince uh, and they found they could speak to each other, obviously. He was stolen by Dixon Bainbridge to be mutilated and converted into a new mutant. Oh, that was a that was another episode. I so think so, yeah. This is a full biography. <laughs> I don't want to go on a further spoilers. This is a retroactive spoiler alert. <laughs> We sort of alluded to them slowly as we're... Yes. Um, <laughs> They've all been retro. So this, this talks about uh, his age, right? Bolo is very wise and old at the age of 100, according to the radio series, or 42, according to series three, but is also very strong and will defend Vince and Naboo in any situation where strength is needed. Jeez, Howard, Howard was yeah conspicuous in his absence in that sentence. Bolo is also very <laughs> aggressive, getting cross at people who are mean to him or people he knows, as well as when he cut off his friend Chinquo's head due to Chinquo being irresponsible. That... Oh. <laughs> Descriptions. It's funny how he's he's very old, either a hundred or forty-two. That's a it's a big range. It is a very and big range. He's forty-two. What's the what's your average primate or gorilla life expectancy? Let me find that out. <laughs> uh, average. This is why people are tuning in to primates. Gorilla life expectancy for the facts. What do you reckon it would be? Have a guess. You looked straight at the screen. <laughs> That's what. What are you like? I mean. Don't gonna, cheat to my face I'm gonna in this say, game I've just created. 
Well, because they're, they're placing 42 as old. Yes. Um, 100, very old, obviously. But so I'm going to say it's less than 42. I'm going to say it's probably in the range of 35 to 40. Holy years. moly. <laughs> that is exactly precisely the correct answer according to Google search. <laughs> I didn't know. That's a, I mean, it's come up very big there. I couldn't help that. What do you reckon? All right. Without looking, oldest gorilla ever. What do you reckon? So 35 to 40 was expectancy. Yeah. So oldest ever, I'm going to say 61. 55. Oh, not bad. You're pretty good at this game, even when you don't <laughs> cheat. So maybe try try to keep that in mind next time. Uh, and you play again. Oh, and uh, what was his name? The oldest one. Uh, that was Jenny, who lived in Dallas Zoo in Texas. So, yeah, they, they were only keeping track of the... Yeah, that's true. There's no, I mean, unless, <laughs> I mean, the wild gorillas are harder to keep track of their age. There is the census. It's not yeah. like the tree thing where you cut cut a limb open and <laughs> cut the rings. I don't think that's a thing. Um, then there is no census. Yeah, and there's no, even if he's, the gorillas died, there's no, no one knows to alert the authorities if to a gorilla come, dies to come the wood, cut the limb. <laughs> yeah. Um, does it? And no one's around, does it? Um, get an autopsy. Does it get an autopsy? That's one of those things that helps me sleep at night <laughs> somehow. <laughs> uh, I just find it really comforting to know that if it's you, I mean, unknown. Schrodinger's autopsy. That's so, <laughs> let's, uh, can we do one more so that I can test if I actually have a skill? Okay, great. Maybe yes. I am the PDL, uh, Peter Elliott. What he is to playing primates, I am to guessing their ages, ages in certain scenarios. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So mandrills in captivity. Are there any mandrills in captivity? Do you ever see them in zoos? No, is, but I'm pretty sure I think the mandrill is um, sort of the the leader in the Lion King. Obviously, yeah, that's right. That's the overall yeah, leader. Yeah. So oft depicted in popular yeah. culture. Mandrill. Uh, you want to know mandrill average life expectancy? Average lifespan? I want to know if I innately know. They are, they're an amazing looking animal. Well, um, I, I don't want to look at the screen, so yeah, <laughs> you're tempting. Are you going to have a guess? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going to say I feel like gorillas will live longer. I don't know what I'm basing that on. I'm going to say uh, 35. 20. No, this is going to break your heart. 20 years in, oh, the, no. in the wild, yeah. Oh, that's tragic. Which suggests they would live either longer or shorter in captivity. Probably longer, I'd say. Because <laughs> I, I figured... I feel like mandrills, are they aggressive? Are they, like, killing each other? Yeah, that, I think they can be aggressive. Th- there's a lot of mandrill on mandrill crime, which drags down yeah. that. mandrill on mandrill action. Yeah. They're, oh, man, they're just amazing looking. I th- are they the, do they have red butts as are well? Are they your new favorite? Uh, red butts uh, is baboons, I believe. Right. I'm, I haven't... I'm I'm not going to call a favorite for quite for a little while. I'm going to I'm taking sure. people's advice and I'm learning as I go. Um, and are there key factors? Is life expectancy going to come into the? No, not necessarily. Because I'm well, you know, maybe <laughs> lesser ape. Do you want to know who a lesser ape is according to Britannica? Uh, yeah, sure. It includes gibbons. Gibbons are lesser apes. Gibbons are the uh, uh, so I would have put them in the monkey category. Gibbons, but I. <laughs> I don't know why I would be cat- trying I, to categorize. I don't have any authority. The way I generally no, they're apes. Gibbons are apes. They do. Yeah, you'd think they are, but I think I think as a general rule, a monkey's got a tail and an ape doesn't. Oh, that's I think that's the easiest rule of thumb. There's okay. probably exceptions. There normally are exceptions. So that's why we're apes. Are you saying? No, we're primates, but we're not. Yeah, we're primates. Um, we're um, 
Homo erectus or something, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Homo sapiens. Homo sapiens. <laughs> I think Homo erectus. They was, came, that before, came us. before us. Yeah. Didn't realize it was your turn, babe. Yeah. <laughs> Little quote from Austin Powers: "How dare you break wind before me?" <laughs> this isn't mic check. <laughs> if you're looking for your uh, obviously your Mike Myers related podcast, mic check is the hot tip. Uh, there's a place to go. Yeah. In no small part inspired this uh, podcast. <laughs> it really showed me what's possible in the podcasting world. It's one of my favorite podcasts. You should check that out if you haven't. It's all about. I was actually on an episode a while back. We talked about a gong, an episode of Gong Show. I'm sure, imagine you've done an episode of the Mic Check Pod. I haven't, but. Well, Tell your story. That's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's it. It was a good story and I thought it was well told and I appreciate <laughs> that feedback. No, There's also <laughs> this other one I, I found, another term I enjoyed was uh, new world monkeys. monkeys and old world monkeys. I, I did see that when I was researching. Which so is the, fascinating as well. So the new world is the majority of them are the new world monkeys. And is it new world in terms of geography? Because like uh, funnel web spiders, for instance, are like... Old world spiders. Right. So it's a, uh, according to Wikipedia. Like they're less evolved. A very trusted resource. Definitely. Someone once told me that it's got more correct information than an encyclopedia because it's kept up to date. Oh. That's a percentage. So, <laughs> so New World Monkeys come from tropical regions of Central and South America and Mexico. Yeah, so New World. So it is. Right. It, it is a so geographical. Old, old World. Perhaps Africa, maybe? Native to Africa and Asia. The olive baboon is another beautiful. It's not so far off the mandrel. It's like uh, yeah. a mandrel without the without the, the colourful. Color. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, these are some. Holy moly! Look at that one. There's so many I haven't even come across before. Black-footed grey langur. <laughs> that, oh my yeah, god! What a, a what a. I love the new world. I love <laughs> the old world. That's why you're doing a show about primates. Well, I'm just, but I'm a real beginner. You got to understand this. Until recently. <laughs> If I hadn't fallen in love with Caesar from Rise of the Planet of the Apes, then and if John Lithgow wasn't there to guide me through. That's true. None of this would have happened. None of this would have happened. You found a passion, perhaps in the same way Peter Elliott found. Yes. Uh, it's a chicken or the egg question. Did he did he have the skills already or did he find them through the fortune of casting? Look, honestly, I don't know, but all I do know is, is you'll get to he the would have portrayed a beautiful chicken. <laughs> and a magnificent egg. egg. Yeah, if, if given the if chance. If given the chance. If given the chance. And that's all I ask for him <laughs> is to have that chance. What we do um, normally uh, to, to come to some sort of a, a conclusion in, in our episodes here at Primate <laughs> Podcast Industries um, is we talk about, you know, so chimpanzees apparently share about 98% DNA with humans. Uh, and I like to ask the guests. This really confused Alistair. Others have got on board. Um, so we're not looking at, don't think about DNA. Alice, they really got bogged down in the DNA. Um, but how much do you think Bolo shares percentage-wise with you as a human and it may be broader as as, as humanity? How much? Sure, that's very interesting. How much do you relate as a percentage of your DNA is related um, uh, via Bolo from the Mighty Boosh? I felt, uh, I'd say it's the high 70s, I reckon. 77. 77. 77%. It's a beautiful number. Uh, physically, there's not a lot of, a lot going on similar between the two of us. I yeah, you're right. Bolo's quite an imposing stature. He's a gorilla. He's a gorilla. He's, he's, like, he's, he's built like a bloody gorilla. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> similar uh, to obviously. Uh, a lot hairier. 
then well, that's what you don't realize about Peter Elliott. Uh, I've never seen a photo of him, but he is a huge <laughs> hulking he, man. He's playing all sorts of. He's got no, that's true. He's variety in the primates. Yeah. He's got so much range. New yeah. world, How, old world. Are those wheelers are they big? In no, I think, I think they're they're relatively small. How yeah. does he do that? Maybe it's perspective. <laughs> Maybe he does all these scenes from <laughs> fifty yards away. Yeah, chimp in Red Dwarf is it? Yeah, chimp in Red Dwarf. Uh, you go through all the names. <laughs> He's one of the greats. You name you name me a role from any show of any genre, any kind of character. Doesn't don't limit it to to primates. But if you just name one, one role. Yeah, um, and I'll let you know if Peter Elliot played them or not. Okay, uh, a he Hamlet from the uh, BBC. No. no. <laughs> I was really hoping you were going to say Man Ape from Missing Man. <laughs> he definitely played that one. Um, but yeah, sorry, Hamlet. <laughs> yeah. Not as yet. Or at least, you know, what about, how, I don't know how up to date. How about are. Mime Artist? In... Okay, let me have a look. <laughs> mime Artist. Yes, he has played at least one Mime Artist. That's amazing. Yep. So he has got range. He's got big range. <laughs> don't you worry about that. So you reckon about 77%? 77%. I'd say I feel like. I would have said, I reckon I'm somewhere around that as well, it's mid-70s. I would have been higher, but he really hates Howard Moon, and I, I can't relate that. was to it. That. I've, I've, yeah. I've, I've taken percentage down. points off for that. I find Vince Noir annoying sometimes. Yeah. But they, yeah, they have, a, they have a bond that I don't think I would share. He's very, like, no no doubt Vince Noir is a very funny character, but, um, yeah, I'm with Howard Moon all the way. I think so, and I and Bolo, but... <sighs> Like the human emotion aspect, I think that's that's shared. Yes, just where it's directed. Exactly. Oh, um, all right. Well, that that's great. It's so good to talk about that. We also have a segment, and I've got a little sting now. I think which I'll probably add in now. Huh? That was pretty good. <laughs> what do you think about that? Um, I may well not, and then you know, either way, I think <laughs> it's, it's good just fun. Been said that's great. Yeah. Uh, but we do. Uh, this segment's called Primate Sporting Mascots. And I'm, I haven't been doing it long, but I'm all, already running running lowish on them. It turns out there aren't that many around. But this week we're featuring uh, a team in the Nas- National Premier Soccer League, which is about the fourth level pro soccer league in the United States of America, and a team called Atlanta Silverbacks FC. Oh, are they gorillas? They're gorillas, they silverback gorillas, exactly. They were uh, previously the Atlanta Ruckus. Um, but in apparently in uh, 1998, they had uh, a press conference at the Atlanta Zoo and announced that the team was going to be named the Atlanta Silverbacks in honor of Willie B, who was a silverback gorilla, who oh, was the big attraction I'm at so the Atlanta glad Zoo. That it wasn't a, one of their players. They, <laughs> certainly, <laughs> certainly not. Willie B. No, he was a it was B. a silverback gorilla. Just the number one fan ticket holder. He uh, he. Died oh. not long after, unfortunately, Willie B. Okay. Was there any significance of Willie B? Uh, just like the, how the... I think I, you know, the American zoo culture, I don't know if it's... I think they it's call true. anything it's a huge. zoo over there. There's yeah. some pretty loose... I've seen some stuff that it's like, oh, this is someone's backyard. <laughs> They're calling this a zoo. This is... You've got a couple so, of uh, Willie caged B animals. Could have been just a person. But I think Atlanta Zoo was a, was a legit zoo, and he was the star attraction there. Great. Um, and a great guy by all accounts, um, but only I guess it makes sense. Is this you said the he, fourth league? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he didn't. You know, had um, he yeah, he didn't need to check his ego at the door because he was a humble beast. 
Willie Mr. B. Willie B. Rest in peace. And but they they love him. I found this tweet from a couple of years ago from the Atlanta Silverbacks FC at ATLS Silverbacks. I think you could connect that S if you wanted to to make it ATL Silverbacks. But that's up to Already you. Already taken, probably. Their tweet reads: We assume there's no mascot of the year category because everyone already knows who'd take the prize, and they got a little photo there. Wow. So there. much. They're sassed. That's sad. That's, great social media. Very similar to because we were talking about the AFL social media at one point, just socially. Not, socially, yes. And uh, and ha- the the misalignment by it's probably just a kid that's been hired by a lot of these teams to do the digital marketing. Yeah, and they're often they re- they read like they probably don't follow like I know the Saints they're team not really keeping track of the scores. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that like it depends. It feels like it's. Maybe they've either been told to stay relentlessly positive <laughs> despite our season being like a bit of a, a nightmare this year, or they're just like, you know, it's just a game. Let's just all, <laughs> let's post happy things all That's the time. Nice. Which what I a great a... effort from whatever. I, I, and they're like, and, and they're all the responses are like, please don't post a saner of the day today. <laughs> we do not deserve, none of them played well enough yeah. to be praised. We, we shouldn't encourage any of this. But it also just like I mean, don't take out your anger on the social media people. <laughs> Somehow they're thinking it's, it means anything at all. It's just a photo on Instagram. Don't <laughs> yeah. worry about it. But I like this. I like a bit of sass from the Atlantis. I do. Yeah, Max. I think that's that's the fun thing about you, you've got a like if you're in any sort of large corporation, the the standard is so you know the expected standard of humor is so much lower you just have to be a little bit sassy anything like that and it's just like this is great (laughs) and the bigger and more conservative you are as a brand the easier it is for you to get love for being a little bit just yeah the shock the yeah going against the expectations i love their logo they do have the red white and black colors of the saints and their mascot is very bolo-esque the um drawn mascot on their logo is awesome they're the actual <laughs> mascot is, I mean, it's, is that, what is that? There's a big discrepancy between the logo and the... Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, sure. I'm not seeing a, I don't think I'm seeing a gorilla in that. That looks just looks like, you know, cartoon monkey. If you put some spikes on the top, it could be a hedgehog. <laughs> That's right. Bushian. <laughs> the the, the um, gorilla outfit that they put Howard in <laughs> was, it was scary. It was like that sort of... 19 early 1900s kind of costume where you I can only associate it with like horror movies yeah, or something yeah, there's something yeah. real spooky about it uh it was horrific <laughs> I don't often use that word Doctor Who Vian kind of yeah that yeah. which is why I hated Doctor Who as a kid I'm like oh, yeah it's just yeah. Oh, it's so cheap and creepy looking <laughs> and that I mean that holds up I still believe that but, I mean the modern ones have got a bit more money behind them I've never gone back, but yeah, I just as a kid, I'm like, this is wild. I don't like it. <laughs> and it's funny how being low budget makes some of those things actually freaky. Even yeah, yeah, especially to a, a kid, sensitive young kid for me from country Victoria who <laughs> doesn't know any of these big city London you know, <laughs> cheap technologies of the day. And then you see little. It was like a leathery kind of the the Howard yeah. Moon stitched gorilla. up. It almost looked like a Mike Myers from the Halloween movies kind of mask. Yeah, only in ape for an ape. I was wondering though, the Mighty Boosh logo. It looks similar. Is it the? I always assumed that that was some sort of ape primate. Yeah. Or well, then I, then today I was going to comment on it, and I looked at it again. I was like, maybe it's a gimp mask. Ah, uh, but right. I don't think so because Howard when he's 
replacing Bolo. It looks similar. Yeah, I what think. is it? Well, shall we look that up as we close out the show? That surely to... should there should be yeah, surely that's something it. on the wikia. Um, no answers. It feels like that should be an easily Googleable thing. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So uh, I'd love to say thank you so much for coming in. Uh, today, sorry. Thanks for having me. Um, it's been a real pleasure to have you here on Primates. As a primate, official primate, that's canon now, um, which is the thing people say when they talk about movies. <laughs> yeah. um, obviously, as a big movie fan that I am, that's how I talk as well. I like to, uh, if I do a joke that bombs, I just like to let people know that, that it's not a canon joke. It's not canon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that joke's not canon. Um, how can people find you on the internet or wherever? Uh, yeah, they're on Facebook and, and Instagram uh, at Seren Comedy. Um, Comedy in the name. I like that. Yep. <laughs> Strong. Did you see Luca Muller's tweet? said something like um, picturing people having to take comedy out of their Instagram and Twitter handles when they give up on comedy makes is making me cum. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Then I've got, I'm like, I very recently changed my Instagram thing to Matt Stewart Comedy and I'm like, oh, God. It's... I don't want to make Luca come. <laughs> it's the yeah. only thing that's going to make me stick with comedy until <laughs> my death or his. <laughs> yeah. Once he... Carks it, you can relax. Yeah. Or is that an age where it's just not functioning? The biology's yes. messed up. That's right. Then, One yeah. of the two. <laughs> um, so they can find you there. Seren Comedy. Yep. And, um, uh, or also you have a website with details of shows and stuff, which is just www.serenjayamana.com, but requires a working knowledge of the spelling. Of- which I'll have in the description of this episode. Thank- um, I would definitely recommend seeing Seren if uh, you get the chance. He's a very funny man. And if you want to track me down online, I'm on Twitter at MattStew underscore art and also Matt Stewart Comedy on Facebook and Instagram and my website is mattstewartcomedy.com. Thanks for, so much for tuning in. Hit me up on any of those things if you have any ideas for the show. Obviously, it's still growing organically early. Um, obviously, it's a pretty slick operation, as you've heard <laughs> once again this week. But if you have any ideas um, that you'd like me to incorporate in the show, please hit me up. So anyway, uh, thanks so much for tuning in and we'll catch you again next week. Laters. Bye. podcast is part of the planet broadcasting network visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates i mean if you want it's up to you even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.